Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Path to Inspiration podcast, and this is your most gracious host, Sebastian, founder of the Path to Inspiration website and YouTube channel and podcast, writer, talker, meditator, etc., etc. For this particular episode, we're going to talk about karma. Do not fear karma. Use it to your advantage. What karma is not? Let's start by the quote from the Buddha itself. The mind is the forerunner of all things. A lot of us in the West function on a black and white perspective of life, on a reward and punishment system that is supposed to dictate the outcomes of our future. A lot of people believe the what goes around comes around adage. So if shit happens to them right now, it must be because of their previous life's bad deeds and all their current bad deeds. And they default into a usually fatalistic vantage point whereby they can't do anything about it. And they usually default again to apathy and depression. Karma is not as simple as I bullied a kid when I was younger. I will be bullied by my boss when I get older. It is definitely much more complicated than this. This tit for tat is overly simplistic and not accurate at all by any means. Now to be clear, the example I gave above just now can happen sometimes. Karma can be, for lack of a better term, straightforward. But to sit and say that this happened because of that is only speculation, mostly speculation and to be completely honest, a waste of time. A real waste of time. Karma is translated as action. No more, no less. The law of karma states that unwholesome actions tend to lead towards unwholesome results. And wholesome actions tend to lead to wholesome results. To be even more clear, only a Buddha can fully know why this happens and for what reasons. For us mere mortals, it is unnecessary, completely unnecessary and futile to even try to speculate and it is much, much more complicated than you may think. Yes, your karma is there, indeed, but there is other people's karma and life and the universe at large. Also, things in life are simply just inevitable and very likely to happen. You really cannot blame a divorce, death, diseases, failure on your past karma. That's what life is like. You get married, you're at the risk of a divorce. You start a business, you are more likely to fail than someone who does not start a business. You are born, then you die. That's a certainty. Whether you die now or at 80 years old, it does not necessarily mean you have bad karma. Sometimes it's just a matter of wrong place, wrong time. If you're a soldier, you can wonder why you're getting shot and wounded. Those are the risks that comes with the territory. As they say, you can't lose. If you can't play, you can't lose if you don't play. Now that you have cleared up the air a bit, let us see a healthy way of seeing karma. Action leads to results. You might try hard at something, whereas someone else is not even trying and succeeding. Do not despair and do not speculate. Do not compare yourself to other people. Karma is really fair. And yes, karma will follow you like a shadow, but it is a good thing. Oftentimes we go through tragedies in life, but they are humbling if we know how to embrace them. If the results of karma are good, by all means, enjoy them, fully appreciate them. 
but when the results are not so good see the lesson in this growing pain see how you can grow from this time of pain maybe you are poor now because you have been greedy before maybe you are sick now have a disease have a physical ailment now because you have not helped the sick before and or you might have not taken your health for granted I can go on and on and on and on with examples I'm just trying to make a point here karma is fair and sometimes the tragedies that befalls us in this life are due to negligence and ignorance perhaps we have failed to be loving caring compassionate maybe we have been selfish entitled greedy and conceited in this life we have to live a life that seems to bear a lot of suffering there is always something we can do it is not a punishment you're not being sentenced we are accountable for our past but we are accountable for the present moment as well and our future embrace the now and understand that no matter what have befallen in your life there's always something you can do how many stories have you heard of people who had the most tragic lives and end up on the other side more loving more caring more successful more wealthy more prosperous more compassionate how would you know how to have compassion for the downtrodden if you have never been depressed how would you be able to feel care for the sick if you have never suffered sickness or have seen sickness in the people you love and being there for them how can you feel for the loss of someone you have not gone through your through it yourself those tragedies this quote-unquote bad karma can be turned on itself and make your life so much more colorful and all the more beautiful if you let it if you understand it if you know how to reduce it your growing pain can relieve the suffering of others and of course yourself do not speculate on the why do not why my me ask why not me do not dwell in the consequences and wonder what are the causes just do something about it be proactive make good karma because no matter what is your situation your opportunity to make good karma is unlimited and i will give you also a few other things to think about if you feel in this life we obviously all make mistakes we all do some of us make mistakes that seem so hard to bear with we might have killed someone would i have raped someone would i have done something that's horrendous horrible and this is gonna be hard for some people to hear but it is true nonetheless your bad karma there's no quote-unquote redemption when it comes to karma you cannot go to confess and ask for forgiveness and be absolved of your karma if you will of course it's good to be of course it's amazing to feel not bad but to feel that you have done something wrong and you want to make amends and you want to forgive yourself and you want to forgive and you want people to forgive you of course it's a great great starting point but once your karma is there it's there but the thing is like if you have done some horrendous acts you have used some harsh words you have done something appalling deed, acts, thoughts, whatever, you have stole, you have cheated, you have abused your power, whatever, you have harassed someone, you have done something really, really bad, something really, really unwholesome, you have made people suffer. There is bad karma, that's true, there is bad karma, really bad karma, 
But once again, this karma can be diluted, if you will, by much more good karma. Doesn't mean that it will all go away, but you can do much more. And do it out of the kindness of your heart because now you have known, you have seen that you have done something bad. You have seen the suffering in others. You have seen the suffering in yourself. Do the opposite. Instead of wallowing on your past bad karma, on wallowing on the suffering of others and yourself, do the complete opposite. Do good. Do real good. Real good karma. Have the intention of doing so much better than you could have ever imagined. And you know what? As a result, yes, your bad karma is still there. But because you have done so much more good karma, the more unwholesome karma is diluted. You know, like if you put like vinegar, a few teaspoons of vinegar, and you add water, and you add more water, and more water. At one point, you won't even feel much of the taste of vinegar. You might have a little bit, a tiny tad of taste of vinegar. But the more you dilute it with water, the less you will feel it. Same with bad karma. Dilute it with good karma. More and more and more and more and more. And you have always an opportunity, especially if you believe in reincarnation. You always have another second chance, a third chance. You always have a chance to make more and more good karma. So do not despair, no matter what you have done. First and foremost, forgive yourself. I don't care what you have done. It is counterintuitive, counterproductive to live a life where you think that you have to be punished for everything. Karma is there and there is some truth to it. Good goes around, comes around, but it's not your job to self-punish. What goes around, comes around, and in due time, you might need, you might have to suffer the consequences of your action. However, it's not for you to wallow on it and feel guilty about it because by feeling guilty, you add more to your bad karma and usually the bad karma goes and creates more bad karma and by the guilt, you tend to do even worse than you had previously done. So forgive yourself. That's the first and foremost. I don't care what you have done. And people say, no, you should, they should, people should not be forgiven for what. Okay, so I'll give you an example. If one person kills someone and he's being convicted and he's been identified as a murderer and he adopts this mentality of a murderer and he feels guilty and keeps on killing and killing and killing because of this guilt, because of this new identity. Why don't we just give him a chance and forgive and let him forgive himself, absolve him of his guilt, not his bad karma, the karma is there. But absolve him of his guilt at least and help him forgive him. And maybe this person, you know what? He will not kill anybody. He will do much more good karma. He will help other people in the same situation. And there's a ripple effect, you know? There's so much we can impact in this life, you know? So I don't think we should, no matter how much anger we have for someone who has hurt us, forgiving is always a better choice, no matter how hard it is. And by forgiving someone who has done you wrong, you also do good karma. Because whenever you are being kind, whenever you're being tender, whenever you're being generous to this present moment, you are making good karma. That's something to ponder upon. And the story of Angulimala, for those who know about Buddhist story, Angulimala was a notorious killer during the time of the Buddha. He had killed, he had been corrupted by one of his teachers and his peers. He was usually, he was quite a nice person to begin with, but he was by new peer pressure and the, the, the pressure also of his um, quote-unquote so-called teacher, 
He wanted him to bring him 1,000 fingers from a thousand different people. He would have to kill them and cut one finger each time. And he would wear a necklace, a garment around his neck of 999 because he had reached 999 people already. And one day, he still needed one person. And one day he happened to stumble upon the Buddha. The Buddha was wandering in the forest. And Angulimala was running after him. But no matter how fast he ran, he could not catch up. He could not caught up. He could not get to the Buddha. And he was running, running fast and fast and fast and fast and getting tired and tired. But the Buddha was keeping the same pace. Not walking faster, not walking slower, at a normal pace. Mindfully walking. At one point, Angulimala was so exalted and shouted at the Buddha, Stop! Stop running! And the Buddha just turned around and said, I have stopped already. Why did you not? And this, some of you might understand what I just said. And I'm, I'm not necessarily in the mood to tell you what it means exactly. And I'll get back into it. But for those who understand what it means to stop, good for you. And for those who, die, who don't, take a few more minutes and think about it. When Angulimala heard this word, those words from the Buddha, he just stopped. He listened to the Buddha and the Buddha started preaching to him. And Angulimala didn't kill anymore. He became a monk. And he became enlightened as a monk. But one day, he was going for... He was going to get some food in the village, you know. There's a tradition in the Buddhist tradition for the community of monks to go every morning beg for food. And when you say beg, ask for alms food, they will go around and people will offer them food. You're not begging like some homeless people you will see on the street. No, they will just walk around with a bowl and people will offer them food. However, Angulimana at that time was recognized even though he was a monk and had shaved his head for being the killer because he was still in the same life. But... The villagers did not accept him and they started throwing stones at him. And it happened to him a few times going to the city. And the Angulimala came to the Buddha and said, I don't understand why this happens to me. And the Buddha said, You are indeed a monk that has enlightened himself. And through your, your countless merit-making and your countless good karma of your previous lives, you have managed to reach this moment where you got enlightened in this life around me, surrounding me. However, you still have the bad karma from all the lives you have taken. And that might sound harsh. And for a lot of you, maybe you won't be able to understand or not willing to understand that you cannot know how much good karma someone has in his portfolio. Nobody knows except the Buddha. So understand this. Whether you like it or not, whether you accept it or not, do good. You never know. And do good. And remember, I heard this from a monk. Once you do good karma, this good karma stays forever like a drop in the ocean. It will never evaporate. It will always be there. It will always come back to the ocean. So do good karma. And never, never think twice 
when you do bad karma, just go back and do good. Always do good. In my previous episode, I list the ways of doing good karma. And hopefully, we can all do more and more good karma and make this way an even more beautiful and even more wholesome and even more wise world. Thank you so much for listening.